and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Thank you for joining us as we start a brand new series this morning. More than just a decision. Now, you've probably heard the phrase or even used the phrase, man, that's just the story of my life. And it pretty much comes as a result of a series of bad things happening to one individual. And at some point, they just kind of throw their hands up in the air and just go, it's just the story of my life. And if we had to ask, well, why, you know, like, why is it just the story of your life? So often, and I've found myself there, uh, we would, we would say stuff like, oh, you know, it's just bad luck, or it's just, you know, it's, it's just that I've got caught in the wake of someone else's decisions, or if I'm really honest, just wrong place, wrong time story of my life. But that isn't the whole story, is it? Because when we look at those statements, those statements are void of us really taking any personal responsibility in any shape or form, is it? It's like there's very little to no self-examination in those moments, just pausing and having a look inside and going, Maybe, just maybe, I've got a part to play in the outcomes that I'm experiencing right now. And it's so easy to just shift blame, but as we shift blame, we lose something so valuable. And that's the opportunity to actually learn something (laughs) in the moment. You see, if we really are honest with ourselves, we'll know that My decisions shape my life. Your decisions shape your life. Decisions are like these handlebars or or the steering wheel to our lives. And and it steers us in a very clear direction. And it's, it's like you decide your life's direction one decision at a time. I decide my life's direction, one decision at a time. So let's for a minute rethink this expression or this this statement of, it's just the story of my life and that question of, well, why? Why is it just the story of my life? You see, your decisions, my decisions, our decisions write the story of our lives. And, and if our decisions write the story of our lives, then I think we can quickly realize that every decision is more than just a decision. If the story of my life is written by my decisions, if my decisions steer and direct my life, then maybe I need to stop and pay attention and go, hey, every decision that I make carries a bit more weight than what might meet the eye initially. And I should really pay attention to the decisions that I make. I mean, just stop and 
and think back on the last decisions that you'd love to unmake. Maybe it's that series of meals that you just completely overindulged in, like Christmas and New Year and January. Or, or, or maybe, maybe it's that series of exercise classes that you skipped, again, like Christmas or New Year, the whole of January. <laughs> or maybe it's those relationship decisions that you've made that have caused hurt and harm and left you in a space where you are hurt and feeling really broken. When we look at that, we, we, we start to see how our directions start to take us down this road and steer us down a road that we very possibly never intended to head down in the first place. And we would think, we would think that we would learn from our experiences. Isn't that so? Isn't there even like a, a little statement out there that says, like, experience is one of the best teachers? If experience really was that great a teacher, my question just comes down to this, then how many Christmases did I overeat? <laughs> Why am I still doing it? How many sessions of exercise did I skip and then why am I still doing it? You see, the truth be told, most people don't learn from their experience. Most people uh, make their decisions and, and, and ignore their experience because of two things. Firstly, because more often than not, we're blind to our part in it and we end up just blaming other people. It's like, now that I'm not with that person anymore, I'm not going to be making those decisions or, or, or having those outcomes. Now that I'm not with that group of people anymore, I'm not going to be having those outcomes. They're out of my life, so my life's going to look different. The other reason why is because our decisions are naturally driven by our emotions and our appetites. And if you're not sure about that statement, I know I've used this example before, but it's just so relevant, is think about about a month ago <laughs> how everyone just ejected off of a communications platform called WhatsApp got super emotional, and everyone bailed for a while until they realized, wait, but not all my mates have left, and I can't engage with them there, and my appetites draw me back into that space. Both decisions made, one from my emotions, one from my appetites, and that's just a very simple little example. And the truth be told, it's hard to see that in ourselves. We see that far easier in other people. You probably can see it quite easily in your coworker or your spouse or your kids or your friends, but it's really hard to see it in yourself. That's just the way that we process these things. And sometimes it looks like people have actually purposefully um, like orchestrated uh, these strategic plans of regret like they've planned their own regret and I don't know maybe you're in a place where you've planned your own regrets yourself I can guarantee you it wasn't intentional 
You see, nobody plans their own regrets intentionally. (laughs) It's not like one morning you wake up and you go, you know what, today I'm going to make the worst decisions I possibly can, so let me sit down and plan how am I going to do this. We don't do that. The problem is that we also don't plan not to. We also don't plan to to make really good decisions. Unfortunately, we don't get up in the morning or very few of us would get up in the morning and say, today, I'm going to make really good decisions. So I'm going to plan how I'm going to do that. Now, I've got to out myself at this point. Um, Over December, I read an incredible book. A really good book. In fact, the book was so good that I felt like I couldn't just leave it at me reading a book. I need to share it with you. So the book's name is Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets by Andy Stanley. And the subtitle is Five Questions to Help You Determine Your Next Move. Now, if you've been around church with us for a while, you'll know that we place a lot of emphasis on what's your next step. So as I read that, I was like, man, that title's intriguing. I read the book and it was really phenomenal. Now in this book, Andy Stanley just draws a a connection between making, uh, asking really good questions and making really good decisions. And as a result, living with fewer regrets. And the bulk of the content that we're going to be working through in this series, again, like I say, full disclosure, comes from his thinking in this book. But as I read this book, I just saw him lay out these five questions that we should ask ourselves before we make decisions. And these five questions are like a safeguard against my emotions, (laughs) against my appetites that want to steer me in a direction. And, and, and as I ask these five questions, they lead me to a place where I make better decisions and where I live with fewer regrets. Now, the truth be told, we've all had an encounter with a telemarketer, haven't we? Just about every Friday. Um, and many times when I've got off the phone with a telemarketer, I've gone, man, I'm virtually offended <laughs> at, at the approach that this telemarketer has taken, like the questions they asked and, and the sales pitch they threw at me. And, and I know that I'm not the only guy out there who feels that way. I'm sure that you've been in that space where you're like, how can anyone fall for this sales pitch? Here's the crazy part, is that You and I both, we have this other salesperson in our heads. Like you have another salesperson in your head. And that salesperson couldn't give a rip about your financial, emotional, physical health in any shape or form. Heck no. But somehow they convince you to buy all kinds of stuff that you don't need. They also convince you to get involved in all kinds of relationships that are so bad for you. And no one, but no one can talk you out of those moments. I've been there. 
the craziest part of all is that that salesperson in your own head is you. Now, if I'm honest, I can't sell a thing. I'm a terrible salesman. I tried working in sales for a while. I was horrible at it. I couldn't sell water in the desert, literally. Um, but for some reason, I can sell myself on just about anything. And I know that you're the same. You see, when you set your heart on anything, nothing and no one can talk you out of it. You might not be aware of it, but that is the truth. So when you find yourself in that space, I want to encourage you, when you find yourself trying to sell yourself on something, just stop for a moment. Just hit pause and just ask yourself some good questions. Now, the truth be told, we all have like a decision-making filter inside of us. We all have like this template of questions that we will ask ourselves in these moments where we're wanting to make decisions. These decisions will range from, will I enjoy this? <laughs> will this hurt me? Will this hurt someone else? Will anyone find out? And what is my way out if anyone finds out? So we all have this template, this decision-making filter inbuilt inside of us. And in this series, we are wanting to, to, to just update this inner template to improve our decision-making filter. And when it comes to these questions, we'll kick off with that next week. So please, come back next week. But don't run away now, because between now and next week, I want to ask you to take a next step with me. I want to ask you to join me as we together take a next step. Between today and next week, I want to ask you to commit to showing up. I want to ask you to commit to coming back for each question. I want to ask you to commit to just coming back the next five weeks. And to set us up for this, I want to ask you to, with me, memorize a scripture that will serve as a trigger for whenever we're making decisions or needing to make decisions that will pop up that we can pay attention to what we're about to do. But at the same time, to serve as a foundation for us to build off of for the couple of weeks to come. So, the scripture that we're talking about is just, again, some real pearls of wisdom from King Solomon, where he says in Proverbs 27, verses 12, the prudent see danger and take refuge but the simple keep going and pay the penalty the prudent see danger and take refuge but the simple keep going and pay the penalty 
as we look at those words of, of Solomon, there's that f- second word in that, in that sentence, the prudent. Prudence, not really a word that we use much today in our everyday language, but prudent really just means crafty, shrewd, and sensible. So what he's saying is that the crafty, the shrewd, the sensible, they see danger and they take refuge. What Solomon's really saying in this line is that the prudent connect the dots in life. They connect the dots between the the decisions that they make today and the outcomes and the opportunities that they'll have tomorrow. You see, today's decisions come out in tomorrow's work or financial or, or educational opportunities. Today's decisions come out in tomorrow's relationships. Today's decisions come out in tomorrow's health diagnosis. See, the prudent see danger and they take refuge. What he's saying here is that the prudent don't decide on what's right in front of them. (laughs) No, the prudent decide on where they want to be relationally, academically, financially, professionally, physically, spiritually. The prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple, the simple-minded, the naive, they don't connect the dots. They don't connect the dots between their decisions today and their outcomes and opportunities tomorrow. No, the simple don't connect the dots. They see danger, but they just keep going. And they pay the penalty. In the NLT, it says they suffer the consequences. And I know that you, just like me, we both want to be found in the group of the prudent and not the group of the simple So the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. And I want to so encourage you to just take this next week to memorize that scripture for for whenever you need to make a decision, that it comes up as just that reminder, hey, I want to be found with the prudent. Over the next couple of weeks, as we just commit to journey this process together. And as we look at these five questions that we'll be discussing in the series, if you can make this a part of your decision-making filter, they will slow you down and create a perspective that you so desperately need to see the danger coming and to create the space that you need to think about the decision that you'll make now and the outcome and the opportunity that you're desiring to see tomorrow. And as a Jesus follower, if you're a Jesus follower here today, if you ask these five questions that we're going to be looking at throughout the series, 
Yes, you'll make better decisions as you've asked those questions. And as a result, you will, you will live with fewer regrets. But at the same time, the people who love you the most, who depend on you the most, who rely on you the most, they will also benefit greatly from this process unfolding in your life. And in this way, we are really responding to that question that we keep asking in our circles continuously, and that is, what does love require of me? And we are reminded that, hey, this is not actually about me. So, let's be prudent. Let's make better decisions. Because our decisions determine the direction and the quality of our lives. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. Lord, we thank you for just the opportunity for us to come and, and connect with, with, I believe, real wisdom for our lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you that, that you want to see us be prudent in these areas, Lord, to be sensible in these areas, Lord, to make good decisions, Lord, that'll lead to fewer regrets, Lord, not just for our own lives, but for the lives of our loved ones and for the lives of the people around us. Father God, I thank you that this morning, Lord, we can understand that as we are talking around decisions and as we are wanting to make decisions, Lord, that this is more than just a decision, but that these decisions will ultimately shape and mold our lives and that these decisions will write the story of our tomorrows. So Father God, I, I, I thank you that this morning we can together commit to journey this process together as we just start asking ourselves really good questions before we make decisions so that we can decide like the prudent and that we can live with fewer regrets. We're grateful for this. We thank you for the courage and the strength to act this out within this week. We love you and we just pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. We look forward to journeying with you through this time. We'll see you next week. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.